Greetings, this is Brother Leroy with Carriers of the Covenant Ministry. I want to thank you for joining us. I want to thank my partners and friends who support us in all that we do. And I'm going to ask you to do to do bless us by contacting us and plat, contact the platforming by which you are hearing or seeing us. Carries of the Covenant Ministry. Uh, 1978, the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, if you wanted most men and women to... Uh, if most men and women knew the truth of the reality of the word of God, they would not be incarcerated. And over the years, the spirit of God has been more than faithful uh, to reveal to me the truth of the word of God. And that's why I'm here to share with you the truth of the word of God. The Bible says the truth shall, if you, the truth shall set you free. But it also says just not knowing the truth will set you free, but knowing and doing the word of God. You know, knowledge is important. But if you don't have wisdom to use the knowledge, then it, it's, it's a no good. And so the scripture says faith without works is dead. So as I've said before, what faith we're sharing about what faith is, how faith comes and how to use faith. And to me, you cannot separate them. It's like Dr. Frederick Price used to say, you can't separate the wet from the water. If you want water, you're going to get wet. And if you get wet, you got to have the water. So let's turn to our foundation scriptures, which is Hebrews 11, 1 and Hebrews 11, 6. Now, faith is the, Hebrews 11, 1, and I'm going to read Hebrews 11, 1 and 3. Now, faith is the reality, the substance of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. For by it, our ancestors won a, actually, that's verse 2, won approval. Verse 3, by faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. Hebrews 11, 6. Now, without faith, it is impossible to please God, since the one who draws near to him must believe that he exists and that he that he rewards those who seek him. You know, last time we were together, we st I started sharing from John, the uh, John, the 20th chapter. But I want uh, one first. I want you to go to first John five fourteen and 15. Uh, not it's been some time ago, but. Uh, over a year probably now, but my wife and I, we shared, um, I think almost a year about this one scripture. You may say that's a lot of time, but faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And you know, you do not get a great oak tree uh, within a few days. It takes years. And see, the Bible says, guard the heart. It talks about how the enemy, especially when you don't understand he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Well, I want you to know, I don't like losing anything. I want everything that is mine. I, I, I say this, when I get to heaven, I want, when, when people see my angel, I want them to see that he is, he is, look like he's been drugged by a truck. He's been thrown under the bus. And, and has been through hell and high water. And he says, Phew, I'm glad his, his time is over. I can get a rest now because I, I want my angels and angels to be busy for me day and night. Uh, I know my daughter sometimes, she, uh, she'll see me with a, uh, uh, a ketchup jar or hot sauce. And she said, Dad, throw it away. You can't get any more out of that because I want all that is in it. You know, as a kid, we used to lick the 
my mo uh, mother, if she had a mixer, we we wanted to lick those uh, the the beaters. We wanted to lick the, the 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 bowl. We wanted to lick the spatula. I mean, we didn't want none of that go. Well, that's the way it is with the with the spirit of God. I, you know, in uh, I, I wrote a book for uh, to Lutheran Our Ministry some years ago. It's called The Journey Home by Reverend Leroy Johnson. It's a twelve Bible a uh, twelve a uh, twelve lesson Bible lesson, and I know a lot of people think that. Uh, they say that uh, it was it was titled to the incarcerated, but the truth is that lesson is not just for the incarcerated; it's for every believer. Because many many believers are like the 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 elder son in what the Bible many people call the prodigal son. They said he the father said to the son, he says, "Father, uh, the, fa the, the elder son said, Father, uh, I've wanted all these different things, and and he said that you have not given me even a a, a lamb or a little lamb or for a party." But 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 the father says, fa "Son, do you not know?" that everything that I have is yours. So in other words, Jesus said this, the kingdom of God is mine, but I have to possess it. Third John, excuse me, First John 5, 14 and 15. This is the confidence we have before him. If, and see, when you have that confidence before him, that's where the scriptures lets us know that we can go boldly before the throne of God in a time of need, boldly, boldly, boldly. This is the comments that we have before him if we ask anything according to his will. So what is the will of God? The word of God is his will. So if we ask anything according to what we find in the Bible, he hears us. And if we know that he hears whatever we ask, I'm going to add this because we've gotten it from the Bible and we know it's his will. We know what we have, what we have asked of him. So the scripture says those, I, I love this scripture. It says those that know their gods will do great exports or uh, happenings, events. So the, the more you know God's word, the bolder you will be. Hear this again. The more you know God's word, the bolder you will be. I call it the ring of truth. When I hear some people give a testimony, it has no truth to it. I mean, it just, it just, it just like falls flat. But when I hear someone who knows God, knows Jesus, knows the Holy Spirit, mainly through the word of God. Now, you can learn about God's nature and character to, through what you have seen him do. But when you have experienced it from number one for the word, you become bold. I want to share this with you because many people like to base their Christian life upon experiences. But when you read about, read about John, and I'm not putting John the Baptist down. I'm telling you what the Bible says and what you can see in this when you study and look into it. John the Baptist saw the Spirit of God. When he baptized Jesus, he saw the Spirit of God come down upon Jesus. And uh, uh, he saw the Spirit of God in the form of dove. He saw with his physical eyes. 
Then he heard with his natural ears, God speak from heaven and says, Behold, take notice here. This is my beloved son who I am well pleased. Now, remember this, John the Baptist did not have, he had the word to a degree, but he did not have the word to a degree that you and I have it. But then, when John was in prison, he sent his disciples to ask Jesus, are you the one? And Jesus told those John the Baptist disciples to tell John the Baptist of what he had done and compare what he had done to what the scripture says. So the number one, see, our feelings are deceptive. You know, I, I used to, I've heard for many years how the grass is always greener on the other side. And I remember I was, I was out in this field one time, I was working construction, and it was a wooden, uh, a, a railing fence. And I was looking at that grass on the other side of where I was standing. And that grass looked like it was the greenest grass that you could ever see. So I climbed over the fence. When I climbed over the fence and looked back at the other side, the grass on the other side where I just come from looked greener than the grass where I was at. I want you to know that has all to do with light and perception, all those different things. Well, that is the way that other people's lives can look. And even some of the things of God, because, you know, it seems like some people said, well, I, I remember this one lady. Uh, she was always talking about how it was some sinners and how great their life was compared to her son who was a believer. You know, I don't know. But you know, she was looking at someone else's life. And for example, I learned not to compare my ministry against other people's ministries. I remember one time I, I had to do some particular things to go into ministry. And this man said, you don't deserve it. And he, he wanted a thousand dollars for be up on what he called the, the spirit. I had to have the organizations that I wanted to deal with the institutions. They said I had to have a spiritual covering. So I was looking for a spiritual covering. And someone who I was responsible for, as, as, as they turn you the term. And the man said, if you can't give me, my organization, $1,000 a month, you don't belong in ministry. Well, see, I, I was called into ministry by Jesus Christ. I was not called by this man. So, so what that, how, how he perceived, he perceived someone, if they couldn't give his organization $1,000 a month to belong to him, he didn't perceive them being worthy or equal or equipped to be in the ministry. But that's been, that's been since 1978, and I'm still in the ministry going strong and plan on going stronger because the scripture says, who God calls, he is equipped. Let's continue reading about uh, Thomas again. Now, we're going to start reading uh, uh, in verse 26, John 20:26. A week later, his disciples were indoors again, and Thomas was with them. Even through the doors were locked. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your fingers here 
and look at my hand, reach out your hand and put it into my side. Don't be faithless, but believe. Notice this uh, verse 28. But Thomas responded to Jesus, my Lord and my God. Notice this, verse 29. This is Jesus. Remember our foundation scripture, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And faith calls things that are hoped for as real. And that faith is the substance of things not seen. Because you have seen me, you have believed. So now what Thomas's faith was based upon was natural human faith, faith based upon his physical senses. I'm going to read it again. Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those uh, 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 pleasing to God are those who have not seen and yet believe. I have not seen Jesus with my natural eyes, but I believe the word of God and I believe in my heart. There are two types of belief, unbelief. God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are not pleased by doubt and unbelief. There's two types of doubt and unbelief. One is when you don't know. That's one type of unbelief. But the worst type of unbelief and doubt is when you are like, when you act like Thomas. Thomas said, I will, will, your will will determine if you go to heaven or hell. Because you can choose. Every person has a choice to will to receive Jesus Christ as their Savior or not to receive Jesus Christ as their Savior. Thomas here chose not to believe. I want to pray a prayer. And you pray this prayer because you will and you want to. God will become your father. Jesus will become your elder brother. The Holy Spirit will come in and dwell in you and aid you, strengthen you, help you all the days of your life. Say these words. God, I believe Jesus Christ died for my sins and I receive him now as my savior. Jesus, I'm asking you to come into my life. I thank you, Father, that I believe that I'm saved. If, if you pray that prayer and you believe it, our ministry will send you a small book as long as our supplies last concerning how to start this Christian life. And I want you to know you just made the greatest decisions that you could ever make. And I want you to know that you have entered the kingdom of God and now you can live a heaven on earth life in Jesus' name.